And we're live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Fandalorian Club here on Apocalypse Movies as we are wrapping up this season of Fando uh, with the final episode of The Book of Boba Fett, Episode 7, In the Name of Honor. Uh, we'll be discussing it with full spoilers today, as I'm sure you all are aware already. Uh, thank you to everyone who's watching live. Uh, appreciate you guys in the chat. Make sure you're chatting it up with all your thoughts and everything. This one's got a lot to talk about, so we'd love to hear everything that you guys have uh, as far as opinions go. Um, we're going to be diving in as much as we possibly can with this episode and kind of our overall thoughts on the season, um, maybe where it goes next uh, towards towards the end of the episode. Uh, and with me doing that, as always, I have Mr. Gio Ramos. I have Brian Avalicino. Gio, how you doing today, my man? I'm good. You know, I went for a run. It was my first run in weeks. I decided to do five miles and uh, my legs are killing me. But mentally, I feel way much better. So get out there, guys. Those of you who are disappointed about Book of Bubba Fett, go outside, do a walk, a jog, something. You'll feel better when you get back. Not saying I'm disappointed, but (laughs) good for you, man. And uh, Brian, how are you doing? You hanging in there? Yeah, ready to wrap this thing up and uh, see how everyone thought. Move on to Kenobi. (laughs) Mm -hmm. agreed rd what is an exercise um all right so uh look there's obviously a lot to talk about with this episode um last week was quite you know the thrill ride of an episode that we got into but this one kind of you know uh, has a little bit more to discuss just because it's a wrap-up a lot more did happen as far as character moments and story moments with the future of star wars television um, stuff like that. Uh, but let's just quickly kind of our initial reaction to the episode. Um, you know, nothing too much into detail because we're going to try to get into everything that we can. Uh, I'll, I'll start. I'll just say that I didn't absolutely love it. Like I was hoping I would. Um, there's a lot of things I liked in it, but as an episode, I didn't love it as much as I was hoping. Um, there, there's some really cool things to discuss and really cool things that they did. But I don't think it came together as best as it probably could have. Um, but I do think that it wrapped up what it needed to, and it wrapped up in the way they were kind of hoping for, um, as messy as it may have been. Uh, but I, it was still a satisfying ending. It wasn't like the worst episode of the season, in my opinion. Um, it wasn't something that I was totally like crushed over. Uh, I just didn't absolutely love it. But I think it was a, a good enough ending to be satisfied with the, the overall story of Boba Fett. Um, Gio, what about you? Yeah, if I had to reference uh, Star Wars films, uh, this one wasn't on the level of, say, an Empire Strikes Back. But for me, it was on the level of like a Return of the Jedi, where there's things in there that I love, things that I do love. And I can't wait to talk about in this episode. But there are certain things that happened that didn't carry as much weight or give the kind of impact that maybe Robert Rodriguez was hoping um, at least for myself, like I could remember watching in a part in the episode and thinking, cool, but the other side of me wanted to be like, yeah, yeah, but it just, it was not there, you know, but um, yeah, to sum it up, it was, it was good. It's, it has its flaws, but it's good. And Brian. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I had fun with the show kind of stopped taking it too seriously 
after episode like two ish. So I just kind of went along with the ride and am I glad that I didn't wait till midnight to watch it and then lose out on hours of sleep? Yeah. Wake up. Are you calling early. me out, Brian? Are you calling not me calling out? you out? But I seriously debated like after seeing so many people be like, I'm gonna stay up and watch it. I was like, should I? Like, ah, oh, crap. Like, cause what I do is I sleep, I go to sleep normal and then just wake up 20 minutes earlier. Uh, and I debated it, but something just told me like, nah, just do your normal thing. And I'm kind of glad I did, but all in all, it was, it was, uh, it was good. I, I, I had fun with it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this because, uh, you know, there, there's quite a bit to talk about with this episode as far as um, certain character moments and, and stuff like that. Uh, Gio, I'm going to shoot it to you first, man. We're going we're gonna to go with this a little bit different today. Is there something that really has been like that you've really wanted to talk about over the last day or whenever you, you first saw the episode? The one thing that kind of stands out the most in the episode, you're like, all right, we, we need to we need to get into this right now. Other than no Danny Trejo with a machete, fortunately. Um, <laughs> how about Boba Fett and Din Djarin fighting together? It, it, it felt like an army of two. Seriously, mm-hmm. like the two of them with their blasters and just holding it down. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, you know, for whatever, however you feel about the episode, seeing them two and the jetpacks and just fighting together and then the moments of you know uh boba saying oh you still believe in that stuff and he goes 100 percent, and he goes good for you or something like that um those moments for me kind of made the episode worth it um in in my opinion just seeing certain characters interact and in this case uh the mandalorian and boba fett so did you know i yeah oh i i agree with you i i agree with you that was the moment out of the, i think the episode there were a few moments where i was like like i kind of like did that like that fist pump like yes and this was by far the biggest like reaction i got just to see them together finally kind of like you know fighting together because we didn't get to see that in boba's episode of mando season two because they were separated and they were kind of doing their own thing and then in the finale boba disappeared um and he left for good reason. Uh, so this was the first time that we really got to see them together, uh, kind of doing their own thing as Mandalorians, both the jetpacks, like you mentioned, but both very much in their own styles. Knee rockets right. are still as cool as I ever thought they oh, would be. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that moment where he shoots the gun on one hand and he shoots the knee rocket on the other. It's just like, ah, that's like that's like the style that you want for a Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're wrecking shop. Like it's it's that you know that that buddy buddy cop thing, right? Where you want to see them in tandem fighting together with their pistols or their blasters in this opinion in, in this situation. Uh, you know, shooting this way, then all of a sudden they switch, but they do it in a really cool way, and they're shooting this this way. Or when they're shooting one guy off the roof ten dozen times when he died ten seconds ago. You know, like um, oh yeah, they kept cool. shooting as he fell down. <laughs> yeah, like they just kept shooting. It was like, dude, he died like twenty seconds ago. Like, come on. Um, but no, it was it was very cool. It was very very cool. Uh, I, I when you see Mando in this in this series, you got you got to think at some point we're going to see something like that. 
Um, I like kind of how it was set up, right? Um, the the mayor's henchman, I always forget this dude's name. Um, but he went out there and did his little talky talk, right? And Boba Fett set him up and it was which was cool. He was like, he's <laughs> reading this this uh you know, the this uh, little thing off a tablet and he, and the surrender card and he and he says, I'm giving you nothing. Um, and he totally sets him up, and before he gets shot, you can see the Mandos flying out from behind him and and wrecking shop and all the uh all the pikes there. So very cool action scene. Um, what you expect when you get these two in, in a series. You expect to see Mandalorian action, and I think it lived up to it for sure. Yeah, I love a good Mando Mando fight. Like, I mean, what are some of the best things that we've seen when all the Mandalorians were fighting against... Oh, my God. What was it in the first one when they were all fleeing? Oh, the Empire. Duh. Um, and then what else? How many times has Mando's fought together? Well, we saw Mandalorian, so we saw Ch- them in episode. Not Chikasa New, but the what is the chick's name that they fought in the bar, Boba and the girl. Oh, the re- uh, uh, you're talking about the wrestler's character, right? Yeah. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> Why am I forgetting your name? It's so like it's on the tip of my tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, but yeah, no. In the chat, help us. Yeah, whoever <laughs> wants to. That's Oscar it. Reeves. Oscar, Oscar Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. Like, John, I beat you to it. I didn't read your comment. Didn't read yeah. It. Okay. Um. Yeah. Anytime someone that says they're Mandalorian does anything fighty, you're just kind of like, okay, this is what I'm here for. So, uh, yeah, love me some jetpack shooting. Uh, all the all that fun stuff. Um, okay, sorry, I had a little brain fart there, guys. Yeah, I was uh, like, I thought someone else had to go. My bad. Re- my, reset. My bad. My bad. Yeah, let's let's we're gonna re we're gonna restart this, guys. We're gonna go back yeah, online. Okay. Um, yeah. So look, I mean, from there, because I don't believe anything like major. Did anything major happen before that moment? It was kind of like all set up, right? Um, I mean, Grogu showed up to the. Oh yeah, yeah okay. There's something we could talk about. So obviously, Grogu, Grogu chooses the chainmail, um, the shirt. And we, as a surprise, we do see an X-Wing flying into Moss Eisley. And uh, it's R2 flying the ship. Grogu's in the cockpit, sitting in Luke Skywalker's X-Wing. Um, looking adorable, as always. And uh, again, I, I'm never going to remember her name, but Amy Sedaris' character. Uh, uh, I want to say it's P- P- Pilo, I want to say. Uh, Pelimoto. Pelimoto. Yeah. Pelimoto. There we go. Pelimoto. I like her character. I don't care. Uh, I love her character. I think she is... I think she's great. Uh, she's a great addition to all of like the seriousness that happens with a lot of these characters. Yeah, um, I love her relationship with the droids. I love that moment where she goes, "Grogu." That's a terrible name. I'm not calling you that because uh, <laughs> I feel like that's she's she's us. We're looking at this through her eyes, essentially. Oh, she's definitely general audiences. They're like, "No, that's Baby Yoda." A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But yeah, look. I mean, we all we all expected it. He chooses the chainmail. He chooses the shirt. Uh, we didn't get to see it actually go down, but um, I actually like the way that they did it because it was a nice surprise to be like, oh, is Luke actually going to show up? But no, it was R2 flying. Yeah, who thought Luke? Maybe. I I would have been pissed. If he did show up? Yeah. And save the day to, again. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I Well, no, I wouldn't have. Yes, I would have been mad if he came to save the day. But I there was a second where I thought, oh, he might just be dropping him off. 
Like he he might just be dropping him off. Right. Um, but I like how it went down. Obviously, R2 can fly the ship. Duh, makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all expected it, right? We all expected him to choose the shirt. No surprise. I I I, I did, but I that's what I was afraid of because last episode, Fandalorian Club, check it out. We talked about how that would negatively impact the ending of season two of the Mandalorian, how they spent so much time during this goodbye and how emotional it was and Mando breaking his creed by taking off his helmet for Grogu. And then he comes back like what? Six months later, seven. When, when did Mando two end? I mean, we don't, we don't, Oh, Mando two ended uh, December, 2020. Oh, so okay, so a year but, later. But, but as far but, as the timeline goes, I mean, it could be a week, could be two months. It's right. more than likely in like a two to six month range, imagine. I would imagine. But never. Am know. I overreacting, or did you guys feel the same way? Like it, it kind of takes away from. I feel the same way. I feel the same yeah. way. I mean, I kind of don't really care because I always figured he was going to eventually come back to him. I there there was always a part of me that thought he was coming back. I just wish there would have been a little bit more time of them separated. Um, you know, I understand why he was in it. I get it. He didn't need to be in the book of Boba Fett. You could have told the same exact story in Mandalorian season three. You could have. Um, and I understand why they're doing it because they probably have some major plans for season three. He needed to come back. But I do wish we saw more of Din kind of struggling with the fact that he doesn't have him anymore we only saw it for a very short period um we saw it in the forest on the planet when he was going to see grogu and outside of that he was just doing kind of you know bounty hunter jobs um not that i wanted to see i mean obviously i would love to see more bounty hunter jobs but i did want to see him a little bit more on his own kind of the struggle and how he would operate after having this connection with this foundling uh, which clearly is a major thing in the Mandalorian culture. Like it's an instant connection. He mentioned it in that episode. They have this loyalty factor they can't get away from. It's like uh, Twilight. They imprinted on each other. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is, Brian. You're right. Uh, which I hate that reference, but you're right. It is. Um, I just think it's funny. If you think about it, they never separated in an episode. That's what I'm saying. Not, not once. No. That's exactly Literally, what uh, as far no, as the episodes go. From the ending of uh, no, no, no. Uh, the episode the where, Mando, where the episode where Mando showed up, Grogu wasn't in it. He was he was in the next episode. So for one episode, we saw you Mando. Are, oh, that's right. right. Okay, one episode. You are. We right. we, we saw Mando by himself for one episode. One episode. One. Yeah. Literally. And in, season episode, and in the episode, he made Grogu a shirt. So like. Yeah. It was season finales season two the one episode and now he's back <laughs> hey look, like i, I understand bringing oh. grogu back like it obviously makes sense he's hit the hearts of everyone in star wars but it's okay for him to be gone for like two three four five episodes like if he comes back eventually why does it matter right you know and imagine how cool it would have been having a little bit more break of getting into mando season three of having the first like maybe episode or two Grogu not being there, and then episode three, his journey takes him to Grogu, and then we get that moment with Luke, Ahsoka, etc., of him returning, right? Like, I understand, but it would have made more sense, or not made more sense, it would have felt better for me if there was a little bit more of a separation between the two of them. 
Well, that's why the show's not made for you. I well, it is made for me, but there's just yeah. things that I don't like about it. You know? Damn. Gio, uh, what are you gonna say? I know though. <laughs> little does Gro- Grogu realize that he made the right choice because if he had to live through two Jedi academies getting slaughtered, I mean, well, what does that do to Grogu? You know, and considering how long of a life he lives, you know, it's like yeah. damn. Like, it's just funny to me, and I'm gonna say something that is mildly blasphemous to people. Mm. Luke Skywalker just it just like reinforced how much of a dick he is to me. Like I'm not well, you said this last I'm, week. I'm not a huge I never have been a huge Luke Skywalker person. Like I've always found him just kind of annoying and like he just continues to be I like old man Luke. Like Last Jedi? Yeah. Because makes you appreciate it more, huh? He's just that salty old man, kind of uh like a grumpier Obi-Wan. Uh but young Luke is just yeah, he just sucks. Well, we talked about last week. I'm not getting into that conversation again because that'll open a whole other can of worms as far as like and the fact like when I saw that he sent Grogu back in the X-Wing without him, I was just like, God, you're such a dick well like, we don't know the circumstance okay let's be we honest Luke was like all right fine Again, i don't want to get into it because it's gonna it's gonna open up a whole other freaking thing <sighs> um anyway so grogu's back uh we don't see him towards do we want to talk about his um since we're on the topic of grogu do we want to talk about him and pally showing back up in moss espa and in the moments that grogu had uh with the rancor and and the giant uh, attack droid, um, which I thought yeah. was a very cool little addition that they did for this episode. It was a old piece of concept art. I yeah, so actually, it was, and I give credit to Alex and Molly for this because I was actually listening to them. Um, the original concept art came from episode one. It didn't appear. It got passed through to episode two. It didn't appear, and now it finally made it into live action. They've just tweaked it throughout its timeline. So they went back to the well a little bit. Um, and found a place for it, which made sense because it had the it had the shields um, like the droids did in the prequels. Those prequels, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it absolutely fit um, for the Pikes to have that as part of their you know arsenal is very very cool. Um, it just seemed like they have so much money and those types of things that do. they have. No, I know, I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like to me, like that's totally believable that they would have these ginormous killing machines well it made them it and then i don't know if you've ever seen this brian but i know geo has but geo it's it's like the the robot that robocop fights in robocop that's what it made me feel like which robocop uh the very first one. Oh yeah the the it, giant it one made me, yeah it made me feel like that was kind of like a little bit of an inspiration there um the amount of robocop references you've made this week you told me cop van's gonna become I Robo- told you Cobb Vance going to become Winter Soldier is what I said. Oh, that's right. That's right. You did say that. <laughs> Never mind. But that's a conversation for about 20 minutes down the road. Um, but no, look, I, I think those things are th- those those droids were great foils for our characters. They obviously have protection and it took a Rancor uh, to take them down. Um, you know, it, it obviously Boba and Mando couldn't pierce through their their shields and they had to do everything they possibly could to get through them, but they had to dodge them at the same time. They had to protect the people. Um, I love that Freetown did show up. 
there were very minimal of them, but obviously it's all you can get at this point. Oh, it's a small town. Yeah, it is. It's it very is. much a rebel alliance. Make ten feel like a thousand. Uh, you're you're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent mm. right. So, um, but no, I I thought that the droids and and were were great addition. And like you said, Brian, it makes sense that the Pikes would have something like that. Very powerful. Um, but then Grogu, you know, has his little moment there towards the end. Since we were talking about Grogu, where he I love that moment where he like has a little fun ripping the part off the droid and then he goes flying backwards. Uh, <laughs> you muted yourself. <laughs> I love his squeals when he gets hit. He goes, yeah, yeah like, it's, it's, it's like very... an excitement. It's like a total fun ride for him. It's, it reminds me of like when the droids like do stuff, like yeah. when they get like R2 whenever he, you know, gets beat up it's, or like a B, he's like a BB-8, right? Yeah. BB-8 yeah. had a little bit more of a personality with that type of stuff than, than R2. Yeah. And so, um, but no, I mean, look, I thought the fight with the droids was great. I thought it was a great addition and it made sense to have that kind of arsenal in your back pocket instead of just having hired guns like the bikes do, you know, um, to have a little bit of a, uh, a firepower. Um, it, I, I liked the addition. I thought it, I thought it worked well. Same. I mean, just seeing it when that droid decided to take on the rancor and was using its uh claw-like legs to like pierce the rancor's chest i was like whoa these they're nothing to play with man they are serious and i could have swore those were the same droids from the battle on geonosis and attack of the clones but i guess not you know like per uh star wars explained um I actually love that they did that, by the way. I mean, why not use some of the old concepts and, and what? They do it a lot. They do it a lot, and it's lot. awesome. It's, I mean, you know, like people people love nostalgia. You know, that's what No Way Home t- uh, showed us, you know, and, you know, what better than what George helped created and, um, you know, giving it the Filoni, Favreau, Rodriguez tweak. And uh, I love it. Do more of it. So, yeah, it's it's very cool because it's and we've talked about it plenty of times, but it's that uh, fan service where fans who know what it is will recognize it, but it doesn't take away from what they're trying to do. Like to the average watcher like Geo, for example, you know, to you, that was just a really sick droid that they brought to the screen. But now you're getting the information that that was actually concept art that's been passed down for, for a number of movies. Yeah, now finally made it to the screen, right? Like it doesn't take away from what we're watching, and they're not doing it just to do it. Like it fits, but it's also fan service to us who maybe have seen it or recognize it or have been told about it. And even for me, like I just heard about it yesterday for the first time, and that's because Alex and Molly mentioned it on their stream. Um, I w- otherwise I would have had no no idea that it was a former concept art that got passed over through multiple movies. But you can tell that Filoni and Favreau are they're digging deep for stuff that that has not worked or not been done. And they're finding ways to put it into the universe, a different timeline and make it really, really cool, which this was obviously one of them. If I'm a like old writer artist or something, like I kind of got to be sitting there like anxious, like hoping my stuff shows up because I mean, the amount of stuff they're pulling, I mean, it seems almost like anyone and everyone's got a chance with whatever, has been previously suggested. I mean, they're pulling from, I mean, Cobb Vanth is a character that's minimally in a book. And now he's like 
a beloved character. And he's going to be a total badass. Yeah. And I mean, something as small as like these dope droids that never got passed up on are now like it was some straight. It was, I got such hard Pacific Rim vibes when I was watching it. It was great. It was great. Like the robot versus the Rancor. So the monster, the kaiju. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So the Pacific Rim thing absolutely makes sense. But my instant thought was, oh, it's Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Like that mm-hmm. was that was my instant thought. But the Pacific Rim thing definitely makes a little bit more sense. Because the Rancors are a little bit more of the, the kaiju feel than they are like a Godzilla, obviously. So yeah. So um did that fight yeah. live up? Did that, did that fight live up to it for you guys? Because we knew it was coming, right? Like I think we all expected the Rancor to show back up. Um, and we, when Boba flies away and he's like, oh, man, to protect everybody. And he's like, dude, I'm one guy. Like, come on. If um, I had to guess, I would have thought he was just it was just going to be a massive army. And he was the Rancor would have just came like swiping through and stuff. I didn't think like giant robots would show up and like that. I, yeah, I loved it. I loved. I mean, obviously, Boba riding a Rancor. Right. Uh, awesome. Also shooting people at the same time. The Rancor looked great. I didn't have a problem with the visuals at all um still don't have a name for it which is a little unfortunate um but i i thought the fight lived up to it they wrecked the town while trying to save the town the town is absolutely destroyed but uh i thought the fight it, it's what it was supposed to be after the rancor was introduced and um you know he got some scrapes and bruises but uh that rancor did some damage and i loved seeing it. and then and, and then the rancor was on the loose and throws Mando like halfway across the city and crushes him into the floor. And then we get that obviously great moment with Grogu where uh, he goes full Ezra um, with, with an animal and he puts him to sleep and then he takes a little nap next to it. (laughs) That was the best Grogu moment for me in the whole episode, even more than Mando and Grogu reuniting, which for myself didn't really pay off the way I for the reasons we just stated. Oh, um, but yeah, seeing Grogu calm down the monster, it was awesome. You guys said Ezra, I didn't think of that. I thought of Professor X and Logan when he calmed down the horses and you know, returned them all. And I thought of the, horse, the video man. games like when you level up, you you get the like animal control <laughs> <laughs> power. Well, the only reason I said Ezra is because he was able to communicate with animals and rebels, yeah. Um, he, he had a little bit of an animal connection, which is very rare in the force um, and typically a sign of the dark side, I will say. Um, but uh, we're going to leave that for another day with Grogu because I don't think. Gio, Gio finish your thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, no, that, that was pretty much it. You know, just uh, seeing Grogu use still have force abilities, which will play into Mando season three. And um, yeah, again, like. <sighs> At least one moment with Dane Trejo. Like, <laughs> like I, I keep going back to that, you. but it's just like I'm a huge Dane Trejo fan. I'm sure you'll see if they do a season two, like in the palace, like I'm sure he'll be around. Like, I don't know. They've got they've got to do some type of machete joke. Like a vibro machete. Like they have They gotta to. give him one. Yeah, something. He picks up the dark saber and just starts. Yeah. Oh, so, Gio, something. you said something there while you were talking that you know I caught on to, and I kind of wanted to dive into it a little bit. You said that the uh, that Grogu and Mando reuniting didn't live up to it as much as you hoped it would. Um, 
so it it was it, it wasn't as impactful as you were yeah hoping. it just i mean given everything that was going on it just and given the time that they actually had away from each other it was just like so you, okay. didn't, you didn't like the little force jump that was cool <laughs> come on it's okay yeah, no no that 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 was cool yeah but i mean it's just i i don't know like it, it just it didn't feel like it paid off the way i wanted it to but you know clearly it did for you right i mean i mean i it i thought no it was right or wrong moment. answer it, i'm just you know it, it was a fun moment just because it was in the middle of such chaotic mess um you know like he was on the back of a a trolley essentially with Pelly and, and her and her droids uh and you know they're speeding around the town being chased by a robot uh it's funny though when she first shows up you can tell that Grogu's <laughs> covered with a blanket like okay like he's covered by a blanket but i understand why they did it um but I, if you go back and watch it like mando goes almost in like full full dad mode as soon as it happens he like puts his gun away he's like oh like oh oh hey what are you doing here like it, he just his actions totally sure. change and you can tell like obviously the dude's been missing him um and it, it, he's great he's good to or excited to see him not good to see him excited to see him um, but his whole just demeanor kind of changed as soon as he saw him um and that that was a really cool moment too where they go flying and grogu's kind of like squealing like he's having fun and then he catches him before he hits the ground that that dude's like a little daredevil i'm telling you he's mm. he's a little demon in it. and we saw at the end of the episode how devilish he can really be uh in in the in the starfighter towards the, at the very end of the episode um mm. yeah he was just banging and he's like and man he's like no come on no it's like a total just the kid with the dad toying with him and the dad gives in and all he wants to do is go fast that's all he, he just wants wanted to, to let out some zoomies <laughs> for real. it was no time giving us that moment too because i mean we all thought about it when we first saw the n1 starfighter it's like hey that little uh bubble thing would be cool for grogu <laughs> two episodes later oh there it is yeah okay we're gonna get more of that in mando season three so. I love that, like he's like he's obviously banging, but each time Mando says no, the banging starts getting a little faster, and then towards the end, he's just like, like he yeah, just he like be careful, and don't break that thing. Yeah, like, yeah, but no, I mean that's a cool moment. But as far as like the reuniting the two of them, I liked it. I thought it worked. It was a fun moment. I I actually liked seeing them kind of being chased around the city in that little speeder bike thing that they were in. I'm just um, glad it didn't, we didn't have to have this long dragged out reunited mm -hmm. like spend five to ten minutes on reuniting. like grogu's in the city like they're both in the city but they don't see each other and they don't meet until later on like we've seen that multiple times in a lot of different shows or movies yeah. like it happened it's all it like the re like it we get, they're together again we can move on now yeah you know? we got I'm it with i'm with you anakin and obi-wan did it better in attack of the clones when they reunited in the arena so there you go. Sure. Then we decided to come and rescue you. Sure. Good job. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So with Grogu out of the way, since we talked about him a little bit, um, we haven't touched on Cad Bane. Let's talk about some Cad Bane in this episode. Um, we get him at the beginning as he and Boba officially reunite one-on-one -on -one outside of the sanctuary. Uh, they have a little conversation about, you know, uh, old age and surrenders and that type of stuff. 
Uh, again, moments where we recognize that obviously they know each other. Um, we get kind of callbacks and conversations about, you know, things that they've done in the past. And, and we, we just get a familiarity if you've never met them before that they have known each other for a very long time. And then catching back up later on when we see Cad Bane again, Boba's on the Rancor and Cad ends up, you know, throwing some flames in the Rancor's face and it throws Boba off. And we get this final battle battle between the two of them. Spoiler alert. It ends uh, with what I think is the death of Cad Bane. Um, may some may think uh, otherwise, uh, but we get a really cool battle between the two of them. A conversation about I'm still faster of you. You know, I'm not a boy anymore. Final lessons. Uh, Cad Bane shoots him, and he goes flying back, and he does it in a really cool style. And then we get to see the Gaffy Stick one more time, going back to his Tuscan ways. And yes. Cad Bane. Uh, I think that the way that it probably should have ended, because of what the series had started with with the Tuscan Raiders and and that story. Um, and I know it was very quick uh, because we saw Cabane at the end of the last episode and then we saw him br- very briefly this episode. But for me, uh, being that Cad is the one that kind of mentored him um, and they have a long, long history together, it ended the way I think it should have between the two of them. Um, Bobo should have always killed Cadbane. Cadbane should have always died by the hands of Boba Fett. Uh, it's just a story that should be told because of their history. Um, I would love to see him again. Don't get me wrong, but Cad Bane has been operating for 30 years after we've seen him in the Bad Batch. There's a lot of story to tell with him where he can pop up at some capacity in some other story. Uh, but I thought I thought it ended very well, and I thought it, it was a perfect choice of using the Gaffy Stick. So. I'm 75-25 that he's dead. Maybe more. Maybe 80-20. Okay. The, only thing, the only thing that makes me unsure is the blinking light on his chest never went out and the noise the beeping got was really loud when they zoomed out like i was waiting for it to be like a flat line type thing where it was like beep beep and then just kind of stopped and it just went beep 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 i think three or four times so I don't know. It's honestly the more I think about it, I'm probably more like 90-10 because it kind of almost defeats the purpose. Uh, if they bring him back, <laughs> it's funny though because like when Cad Bane first showed up, my friends, I'm like the back home, I'm like the encyclopedia. Whenever they don't know something, I was like, "Yeah, this guy's a bad mf'er. Like he, he's." Been he around. Up, Brian? Yeah, he's been around. He's quick shooter, gunslinger, like all this stuff. And uh my friends text me this morning, they're like, Yeah, he lasts a long time. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, if you want to go back and watch all the animated stuff, then yes, he definitely lasts a long time. But uh yeah, his live action was quite quick. I just I could listen to that guy's voice all day. Honestly, that's kind of why I'm most upset if he is dead just because i don't get to hear it anymore um but i mean yeah him and boba i think we always figured one of them would go down at the hand of the other more than likely boba fett to cad bane um unless they just want to do like 
round two of maybe round three or three rounds. I I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I I tend to think he's dead also, but it's just a little bit of uncertainty. I think. Well, I think it's the the want of him to be alive, right? Like just because you want to see more of him. I'd say want, but I. I was specifically, like I said, I was specifically listening, like watching and listening. The blinking never stopped. And I don't know what the hell that blinking thing is. It could literally just be like. <laughs> well, I think I, I literally think it's like his tube hookup. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I just figured it was some important type thing. So I was literally watching that and listening for the blinking and both never stopped. So I think that's just the only thing like my head's trying to be like, <gasps> I caught that. So, you know, I, I know he's not dead, but if he's dead, then it's like, okay, like I, if he's going to die, like that's exactly probably how I would assume he's going out. So I'm not going to be like disappointed if he doesn't. Yeah. Do you? Well, you got to keep in mind, this is the same universe that brought back Palpatine, brought back Maul. Of course. Is going to bring back Mace Windu at some point. And I 100% agree with you. It's not happening. Stop it. 100% agree with you. But I have have a couple thoughts on Cad Bane. First off, I didn't even know that he mentored Boba until you mentioned just now, Jake. That adds so much more weight to their interaction. And Um, that that line he said of, uh, consider this my final lesson. He was essentially Django after Django died. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, Django was like, we never really saw Django in like the bounty hunter arts. Cad Bane was like the top of the top bounty hunters. And he meant and he essentially mentored Boba, which is. But yeah, Geo, continue. Sorry. Wow. Um, But yeah, it, 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 it looked like two people who were way past their prime, like Thriller and Manila. Like, you know, they're just. And it turned into like a, a Western kind of thing. Like, let's go. Come on. Who, who's got it? Um, they did not bring Cad Bane into live action just for him to be in one and a quarter episodes. I think he'll definitely be back, whether it's a past story. Um, that's what I would prefer. All right. I'm tired of seeing people die and then they, they aren't dead. It's just that's it's become like ridiculous i mean pick a franchise honestly um but something that cad bane said really sums up this version of boba fett that we have in this series where something along the lines of you've gotten soft as you've gotten you've gotten soft in your old age in your old age and that pretty much sums up this boba fett in this whole series, like I, I see a lot of the complaints on film Twitter about, you know, we want this Boba Fett, not this one, you know, who's a shell of himself or whatnot. I, I hear you. I, I get that. And you probably have a deeper, closer connection to Boba than I do, but that pretty much what Cad Bane said sums up everything that we've saw seen from Boba Fett. And for myself, who doesn't have a lot of history and whatnot, it doesn't bother me as much. Um, but like I said, I would like for him to stay dead, but 
Probably not. Again, we're talking about the same universe that brought back Palpatine and Maul and Windu and so on and so forth. So. You keep saying Windu, but Windu's back. <laughs> he's coming. Happen, man. No, he's not. Um, yeah, I will I, say this. Oh, go ahead. Finish. Well, I was, I was just going to say that I, I think, and this is coming from the pure perspective of having the history with these two characters. Uh, and I think, Brian, you said it when you were talking that it, it, it needed to happen. It was kind of the, the necessary way for these two characters to kind of end their relationship. It had to end with one of them dying. And if they stuck to the story that they were going to tell originally, it was Boba killing Cad in a shootout. But because of the story they decided to tell with the Tusken Raiders, his history, and now bring Cad Bane into the timeline now, mm-hmm. it completely made sense for him to be killed by the Gaffy Stick. Um, See, that's where I was just about to say, I'm kind of disappointed by the Gaffy Stick kill so would you have rather seen it like a like a gunfight yeah it's funny because oh wait i don't want to say this for rebels if geo's watching it say it um just it's funny because like i would have been totally fine like you remember when mace wind or not mace wind is you've got me god you've got me all thought my brain's tracking mace windu now um, you know how like Obi-Wan kills Maul in like a second? Like, and you're just like, oh, really? Like, that's how you're gonna end the their long history, just a quick, you know? Uh, yeah, I saw that clip online. Yeah. So. I almost would have ex- want kind of wanted this, literally just a like quick draw, boom, that's it. Like maybe he like is dying and he walks over to him and is like I don't know. You got what you deserve or something like that. But like, I don't know. I understand the gaffy stick thing, but like when I think of those two, I just think of gunslingers. Like, yes, yes, I I agree with you, but that was before the Tuscan story. And that story had to come back around at some point. And it had, they had to make sure they had to make sure we know as viewers that he's not, completely letting go of his tuscan tuscan ways right he's still he's still using it in his back pocket and it's not something that he just has thrown away since they died and that he's going back to his bounty hunting ways um you know he he still has it as a capability in his arsenal and to tim's point um boba would have died if it was a gunfight because cad bane was clearly better yeah so um it's it i think it was if you if we would have seen these characters meet up before the sarlacc pit and boba's story with the tuscan raiders it would have 1000 percent ended in a gunfight but because of the story with the tuscans and his time with them and how he is now kind of part of their culture it it just made sense that the gaffy stick was was the tool that he used to kill his former mentor, someone who's been a thorn in his side for a very, very long time. Um, yeah, he didn't take a lizard up the nose for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is Damn. very, very true. Oh, this is also a really, really good point. Um, yeah, his true strength comes from the Tuscan ways, not his gunfighting ways. That is this Boba Fett, this Boba Fett, that is a thousand percent true because he's a completely different character than he was when we saw in the one in Empire and Return of the Jedi. 
Uh, right. That, that's that's a really really good point. Thank you, Andy. Um, and and Gio's right. I think that whenever we do see Cadme next, it'll probably be something in the prior timeline, um, in between episode four and five, somewhere in there, maybe even during the original trilogy timeline. Um, and I think Chuck set it up to, they made the costume. They're not just going to use it this one time. They're a thousand percent going to put him somewhere else in whatever type of story they tell. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to see more of him. He's such a cool character. Like, where has he been? Who else has he been up? What else has he been up to in those 30 years since we've seen him in bad batch? I'm sure we'll see him in bad batch season two. That, that almost seems like a lock that we'll probably see young Boba and Cad Bane in Bad Bad season two, especially since he was in season one. Yeah. So, um, but as far as live action goes, I don't think this is the last time we see him. I mean, we talked about it with someone like Fennec Shan when we saw her in Mando season one and, and Cobb Vanth. You don't get Tim- Timothy Olivent for one ki- for one episode. You don't get Ming-Na Wen for one episode, even though that was originally the plan. Um, Which is you, wild. You, you utilize these characters, right? And, um, so I, I do think we'll probably see him see him again at some point. And I want to, because he's he's very cool. He's very cool. Yeah. Did um, he just appear about old the old bounty hunters? Well, I I want they should make a show called The Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Literally. Yeah. Tales of the oh, Bounty Hunters. War Off. of the Bounty Hunters on Cad uh... Bane. All those characters, right? Let's let's get him in a show. I think it'd be great. Um, okay, have we missed anything major? Because there's there is quite a bit. We talked about the rank. I know you were pissed off that Fennec got sent off again. Yeah, so that's that's something yeah. that we talked about. Um Fennec has kind of taken the backseat for the majority of the season. She's she's definitely had her moments. Uh she's had some really, really good moments. Um but she still Tim. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna get to Tim's comment after because <laughs> we're gonna talk about Kavian to finish this off. I understood um, that reference. It's uh but but she has gotten the short end of the stick for the majority of this and she just like disappears. And for good reason in this episode, she she left to go to Moss Isley. We know that Moss Isley is a long ways away, so she had to travel. You know, travel time is thick in the in the sand. We get it. She was going to make some assassination kills in Moss Eisley. I understand that. But we didn't really see her in like a major fighting moment outside of the very first episode on the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, like she was walking around. She did some sniping, but she did some sniping off screen in this episode. And then she jumped down from a building. And that was pretty much all we saw of her. Like we're going to be seeing more of her. She's going to be with Boba. And it seems like they're going to be doing a second episode by the way that it ended. But at the same time, you have someone like Ming-Nan Wen who is so talented and Mm -hmm. is so like excited and happy to be a part of Star Wars and this specific character. You got to find ways to use her. And for her to only really have one major moment in the first episode in a seven episode season is a big bummer when she is arguably the second lead of the show for the first five epi- or four episodes, right? Like she took a back seat once, um, once Mando arrived, you know, and, and all these other characters, but she had more lines than Boba. She had more lines than Boba. You're right. Like she did a lot of talking and not a lot of action. And Boba introduced her as master assassin. Now, granted, she got her incredible assassination attempt to the episode. Yeah. Which was the awesome. mayor kill was Brutal. arguably one of the grimiest, like 
brutal kills I think I've ever seen Star Wars. I was like, where was that in this series? And the fact that his body was just hanging there and they just showed it swaying, like, I was like, oh, damn. Like, that... That is some dark stuff for yeah. Star Wars. I loved it. I loved that. That was great. I was just pissed though because it's an Ithorian and I love me some Ithorians. But <laughs> that dude needed to die, man. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, you knew it was coming. I just didn't expect him to get hung by his hammerhead and just like swing in there. It was brutal. She did not hold back. Mm-hmm. But that's the type of stuff we wanted, though. So she got her. She got her moment in the final episode. I'm just I'm a little bummed that it took seven episodes to really see her skills (laughs) like fully played out because we saw and we didn't even really get like. okay, she got a lot of cool action in Mando season two finale, but outside of that, it's just kind of been like shooting her sniper here and there. She got her assassination attempt. We, We get that. I just hope that in season two or whenever we see her next, that she does get more to do. You gotta utilize Ming Na Wen, man, because she's she's great. She's great. She's definitely loving what she's doing too. Yeah, she's she lo- like constantly talking about it on Twitter. I was gonna say, I on Twitter, she's blowing it up every Wednesday when the show comes out. She's retweeting and tweeting and everything. She loves being a part of this. Oh, really? Give her the chance to really truly be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you, Jake. I mean, where was? She- Another example was when Chrysanthemum was trying to kill Boba and like the the biker gang had more action than Fennec, who was just showed up very late. And um, at least on the way to killing uh, those uh, people or whoever they are, um, you know, like show a chase sequence of her like having to gun down some other speeders or something, you know, like something she largely dis- uh, disappeared. And at one point I remember saying like, where the hell is Fennec? Andy, that's a great reference. And I, I, under- I understood that reference. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> she's called, the, she's called the cavalry in agents of shield. That's why. Mm. Oh yeah. They, is... they call her the cavalry. Yeah. That's right. Oh. There you go. Her. But yeah, uh, to your point, Jake, we're, we're, we're going to see more of her. She's, if there is a Boba Fett season two, which I mean, we'll see. If Filoni and Favreau, they if they really want to do it, they'll get their way because you're not gonna say no to them, regardless of whatever you how, how however you feel about this series. Or she shows up in Mando season three. We will get more of her. I just let's let's give her more of what we saw at the very end. Which, by the way, was a weird way to end that sequence where she's just running up the stairs and then <laughs> cut okay so I, that's something that i did want to bring up and and uh but before i do let, let's talk about Cobb vanthers real quick because he as we saw in the post credit scene the mid credit scene um and they made it sound like his ass was dead yeah well and that's throughout the episode yeah so and it, that, the bartender it. from freetown said oh yeah he was he was shot down in cold blood um obviously leading din to believe that he's dead but we see in the post credit scene and i think that was for us viewers they said that because of they want us to believe that he was actually dead um but we see that he's in the back to tank and uh he's about to be modded up 
He's about, and we don't know where or what. Obviously, if you look back at the Cad Bane shot, it looked like he was shot in the sol soldier shoulder. Excuse me. <laughs> You're which, trying to say something else. Yes. You got the um, which leads me to believe that he's going to be made into the Winter Soldier, essentially, of Star Wars, and get some mods on his arm, make a brand new arm altogether. Some um, armor. Yeah. And remember, uh, Fennec Shan is also a mod. She has a whole new stomach that's pumped and pumped with metal. Um, so it seems like Cobb's going to be getting some modifications himself. We don't know what yet, but he's going to be back. Clearly, that's an indication that he'll be back in some capacity. Maybe it's in the Boba Fett Season 2. I don't see him fitting in a Mandalorian Season 3. I think his time with Din is probably up at this point. Um, and he has a little bit of a debt to pay to Boba for saving Tatooine, I guess you could say. Um, and even killing Cad, right? Because Cad shot him. Um, but I, I, I'm very excited they kept him alive that they're going to be giving him a mod because that now is kind of like his armor in a way, right? Like he's going to be he able to needs his like own it. armor. I don't think he's going to though. See now I think he will because of the fact that Cobb Vance said you should have kept that armor and now he doesn't Cad have Bain it. Not Cobb Vance. What did I say? Cobb Vance? Cobb Vance. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, We've been doing that for two weeks. Okay. We have. Because uh, Cad Bane said you should have kept the armor. So now I feel like Boba's going to be like, you need armor. And if that's the case, I'm. I mean, I don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see. I'm guessing Gio's watching the post credit scene right now. Um, yeah, I didn't watch it. I, <laughs> I didn't even know there was. One. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I, I do want him to have armor. Like, I think he was obviously at his best when he had the armor. To be fair, Gio, I only saw someone say it on Twitter and I went, oh, shit, and like went back to it. <laughs> You just couldn't wait to exit the series no. and back out, I need back to, out, back I out. I need to learn that if the thing that says like next episode or something doesn't pop up, if there's probably something you should just keep watching. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, so I would love to see him get armor, but I think that because Boba has let go of the Mandalorian ways, one, there's not going to be a way for him to get in the armor and two, like Andy said, I think his modifications are going to be a form of his armor, his ability yeah. to protect himself. That's fair. You no, know? um, I just want to see him with the Mandalorian mask again. I agree. I thought it looked great with the with the red the red like turtleneck thing underneath. It looked awesome. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of modifications he does get. You know, because um, they're they're obviously going to be using him in the future. They're they're planting the character for a lot more. So, <gasps> what if they like? Oh, keep talking. Gio, go ahead. Your thoughts on that since you no, just I just remember that Boba said uh, the back of the tank's being used, and that should have been my first indication that he's in there. So, well, so you, your the first indication might have been Chrysanthemum because he told, he told, he told Chrysanthemum, oh, you, it's your turn in the back of the tank. But at the end of the episode, you see Chrysanthemum with Boba. So he right. wasn't in the back to tank. And so mm -hmm. then you can, if you think hard enough, you can be like, oh, maybe it's called man. So, right. Did anyone else? Well, what do I want to say first? What if he becomes like, kind of like, um, Valance from the comics? That's, that was my first thought, which is why I said the winter soldier thing. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like with the side face like type thing. Well, yeah, but in the I think if we go back to the episode, his sh his face isn't shot up. No, I know, but it's still that was my uh, first thought. But that would all, my first thought was like, oh, I don't want that character to be taken away from being turned into live action though. 
because that character is bad. Well, yeah, he's he's canon, so like he has to be a thing. Yeah, he's, but, uh, he's like a badass bounty hunter. Yeah, I'm. I will say, I think the one thing I was disappointed th- throughout this series that I didn't get Bosk. I just thought it was so obvious, like that there would grab boss i'm sure that they're saving him for season two oh yeah i'm sure yeah i I, it definitely makes sense that maybe he he shows up in season two um i think they're saving him because throwing him and cad bane and chrysanthemum in one season might be a lot if they do have plans for the future there we go here's our chance at 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 getting uh another big bounty hunter in season two like i'd be down for that did anyone else think chrysanthemum was gonna bite the bullet no not once. Mm, no, it was. It was he can't die in the hands of trans oceans. He's got to murder those fools. <laughs> Rip some arms off. It's mean, pretty funny seems- seeing him get piled. You know, like everyone's jumping on Chrysanthemum and he's yeah. just struggling. I'm like, come on, man. I know. I was like, don't you dare kill him like this yeah. quickly. But just because the amount of like time that guy got shot like at least 80 times. Yeah. And then he was just getting like just piled. I love, I love that movie did where he threw the one trend ocean off of him or the one pike and then shot him in the air at the same time. That was so dope. I need to see as much as possible of his, uh, his spike fist, the power fist. Cause they're just so dope. Yeah. When he tried to break through the shield, with the power fist, yeah, Call of Duty zombies. That was yeah. <laughs> it was dope. Um, okay, so last thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up here is kind of like the creator aspect of all this. We obviously know that Filoni and Favreau are in it for the long haul. They're kind of the ones backing Star Wars television at the moment. But I want to direct the conversation a little bit more towards Robert Rodriguez. Um, Robert Rodriguez has a very, very, very specific uh, style of filmmaking, and he's very good at what he does. But I wanted to ask the question of whether or not it fits how Star Wars is supposed to be told. Because Star Wars is a specific mold. It is a specific mold. And and Rodriguez can bring a lot of cool things to the table when it comes to filmmaking. But after seeing the book of Boba Fett, and he was kind of, he was the ex- executive producer, he was heavily involved with both uh, Filoni and Favreau. Um, he directed three episodes. Uh, and I'm just saying this just for the purpose of knowing in the conversation but a lot of people have been saying that his three episodes were the weakest. And this one specifically was the weakest rotten tomato score out of all seven episodes. It sits at a rotten 46 or 47%. Yeah. I'm just saying that for the logistics of the conversation. Um, but I, I, I want to ask if, if we want someone new to step in for a possible season two, or if Robert Rodriguez just doesn't fit star Wars, do we want to see, see him continue on Gio? Why don't you start us off? So correct me if I'm wrong, but he did direct the episode where Boba and the Tuscans uh, did a heist on the train, right? Yes, I believe so. See, I don't know if I agree that that episode is poor because I he mean, can direct the hell out of an action sequence. I'll yeah. Give that. So is there a place for Robert Rodriguez in Star Wars going forward? I think there is. I don't know if he is the showrunner going forward of a whole series. But having him produce and maybe direct a couple episodes here and there, I would still be for it. Um, sadly, I think with the uh, okay, so he overall... did episode two. I apologize. It's, oh, it was it's Steph, Steph Green. Green. Steph Green. Oh, it was Steph Green. Okay, yeah. never mind. Okay, well, 
Yeah. Um, he's not a bad director. I don't see him show running a whole series. Maybe he'll guest direct an episode going forward here and there, an episode that more fits his style. But I think uh, the people at Lucasfilm, they're looking at the fan reception and all that, and they're going to they're gonna do a little bit of a correction for season two. I think they're going to get somebody else to come in. Um, I would love oh, here Tarantino. We go. Oh, oh, I thought God. you were going to say Zach Snyder. Nah, he's, <laughs> he, he's got something else going on in Netflix. Uh, but, man, a Tarantino would be so epic so i have but that's like yeah <laughs> sorry dude, I, I didn't mean to cut you off no you're good um, i'm just yeah. i i think so i there isn't really an episode that i i like hated during the season there isn't um there's some weaker ones yes i don't know the specific rodriguez rodriguez ones off the top of my head um but i think rodriguez is a great director he's a great creator he's a great filmmaker he for all of his movies he does a lot he he edits them he does the directing he produces like he does a lot of things for his projects um i think what happened here is that cuz i see a lot of people saying in the chat i've seen it online is that his episode was the best when it came to mando season 2 when boba fett appeared and we got grogu uh you know on top of the hill you know w- with all that stuff and the stormtroopers and everything like that when it comes to him being involved as creating Star Wars, when you have three giants like Rodriguez, Filoni, and Favreau trying to come up with ideas for this character and all of these other characters, I think it might have clashed a little bit where Rodriguez is trying to put his flair on an entire season, but Filoni and Favreau are trying to write something that fits the overall tone and theme of what they're going for for Star Wars television. I don't know if I want him to come back to showrun slash produce slash write, but I am absolutely on board for him to step in and direct an episode like they do for the, the episodes of the Mandalorian or like they did for Bryce Dallas Howard of this ep- of, of uh, book of Boba Fett, right? Give her Favreau, they're writing, they're producing, but they're having directors come in and direct the episodes. I think it would be absolutely okay if, Someone writes and produces the series, but they have Rodriguez come in and direct an episode. I'm okay with that. But then he can kind of put his flair on some things in small minor moments, but still fit what they're going for with the season without him doing the creative aspect of the entire season. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna know, I'm not gonna say no to him coming back at all because he's very talented. He is very, very talented. There's a reason why a lot of his movies are very successful, and a lot of his movies. Uh, are looked forward to by by a very very wide variety of people, um, but maybe just show running slash executive producing slash writing Star Wars isn't for him because he's so specific. But I I would love to see him back directing. You know, he obviously Boba Fett is a particularly uh, favorable character of his, so I would absolutely be okay with him coming back and doing something Boba Fett. I have no problem with it. I um. I kind of almost disagree on the fact of that not everyone can do Star Wars because I don't, I mean, I think ev- anyone can do Star Wars. I think it just depends on the people that are watching it and if that's the type of style they like. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly now more than ever, people have opinions of what they like and 
don't like. Not everyone loved certain movies. I come from the minority. I, I'm only now kind of slightly starting to appreciate Return of the Jedi. That's just me. But like, I have some of my best friends are. That's their favorite movie. So it's like, okay, like I don't have a problem with different things. Like some people tell a star Wars story different. I may love the way Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, is telling a story. And then Robert Rodriguez might be telling a different story. It might not be my favorite, but it might be Geo's favorite. Like, who am I to say that that's not star Wars? All subjective. Yeah. So, and at the end of the day, did I enjoy the series? Yeah, it was fun. I didn't mind it. Like, why am I going to hate on star Wars? I'm getting star Wars. That's, that's what I want is just more stories. Um, so, I mean, is he my style? Not really. Did I watch every episode? Yeah. Did I enjoy the story in the end? Yeah. Would I want more of him? Sure. Give him an episode. Do I want a whole series? No, but I'm going to watch it still if he does. So it's, I, I'm just kind of in the mindset of like, let people tell their stories. I mean, at the end of the day, Filoni and Favreau are the ones that are pulling the strings. So, I mean, the stories are coming from them. It's not like Robert Rodriguez thought of this whole entire story by himself. Like, so, I mean, people have different styles. They have different tastes in their star Wars and you're not going to like it a hundred percent of the time. Agreed with most things. So if he does more great, cool. Am I going to watch it? Absolutely. I'm not going to ever watch something by someone, uh, not watch a star Wars movie or episode because someone I don't care for is or hate. Watch it. Yeah. Like I'm going to watch it because I want to see it. Star Wars. Yeah, you're not going to go in pissed off because you know that Robert Rodriguez is directing it. Like, yeah, yeah. like I'm still going to watch it at the end well, of the there day. Are do that. There <laughs> are those people out there. Like, Absolutely. Crazy. And that's that sucks crazy. for them because they're not giving something a chance. I mean, I, it's just to go in there with an open mind and it, it might might surprise you in the end. You might end up liking it. So who knows? I have a feeling they're going to kind of like what geo said is just play around more with the like episodes i mean i mean if you strike gold on like three of three on your episodes you're probably gonna get a better chance at having your own showrunner type thing if you do like one in one eh, we'll probably still keep giving you more episodes seeing what you do i like the mix directors right now i mean Me too. look at how it worked for deborah chow she's now directing the obi-wan oh most anticipated star wars thing in god Ab- knows I, how I think most anticipated probably since the force awakens yeah i mean i would even maybe even go the prequels just the way like people are freaking out over it and where did she come from not anywhere huge jessica jones yeah so, I mean, you never know. You got to give people a try. You might find something new. 
I sure as hell didn't expect to like all Bryce Dallas Howard's episodes. I was expecting to be like, yeah, they're good, but she's made some of the best ones in that. So it's like, yeah, we'll see. You never know. Could have said it better myself. Maybe. That's why I said it. Yeah. James Mangle. Don't give me. Oh, man. Okay. He is working with Lucasfilm right now. Would you want him to go straight into a movie or a TV series? I would want him to do a movie, personally. I think he could make a nasty TV show. Though. I think he could too. But if Filoni and Favreau are going to be kind of overseeing all of it, I'd much ra- I'd I'd rather see him do creative control over a movie because he would still have to make sure that he fits in the build of what Filoni and Favreau want. I mean, I would not not hesitate to see like a. I know you're gonna roll your eyes, Jake, but like a Snyder cut type thing where it's just like six little like in one long or something. I want to. I, I want to see. I want to see him do my pod racing movie. That's what I want. Oh. Mm. That's if, what I want. That if he got his hands on pod racers, that hey, man, go call me. I got Ooh. you a script, bro. Yeah, I got you one. Man. That to this day, I still don't understand how we haven't gotten more pod racers. It's oh, it's coming. It's I hope. It's insider coming. insider Gio Ramos over here, everybody. Hashtag scoops. Yeah. Scoops. Geo's promising pod racers and Mace Windu. <laughs> and um, the airport. All right. All right. So we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, I just want to ask you guys a simple or actually I guess it's it, it's a question, but it's a two-parter here. Um your quick overall thoughts to the season, and if you would like to see a season two of the book of Boba Fett. Uh Gio, why don't you uh start us off, man? Well, having limited Star Wars knowledge, backstory, I mean, for Christ's sake, I just found out that Cad Bane mentored Boba Fett. (laughs) This was not as much of a disappointment to myself as what I'm seeing on film Twitter. Um, Was it perfect? No, it it wasn't. Um, It was very roller coastery, up and down, up and down, up and down. what I would like to see is a more focused story on Boba Fett. I mean, that's kind of what a lot of people are saying, you yeah. know. Um, I, it doesn't bother me too much because it's a universe and all these characters exist during the same time and they all kind of have each other's backs or whatnot. But give me more of Boba Fett and a story that actually pays off because i think about when he's he's the uh what's the word they they, they i'm sorry, sorry that they say the d word daimyo di, di, daimyo he was the daimyo for like one day and he's like this ain't us it's like well that's what you've been trying to do the whole time um so maybe a better story more condensed focused and um definitely more fennec so and brian yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I mean, I kind of the same rant that I just went on. I mean, I'm not going to complain about more Star Wars. It was fun. Is it my favorite series so far? No. Do I hate it? No. It was great. I mean, good story. Love the story. Got to see some characters that I never thought I'd see in live action. Um, that I was very excited. I got... If this is the end of Cad Bane, hey, I got to see him in live action. Like, I'm stoked off that. So, 
Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was cool. Uh, again, makes me look, or makes me excited looking forward at what uh, things could come. Uh, I mean, there's so much more. I truly do believe that they're going to find a replacement show for that uh, Rangers one. I, I think they might be taking their time with it, but I agree with you. I think make it a pod racer series. Yeah. The more they look at it, I think they're going to find something to put into that, like bounty hunters or patrol of Cobb Vance, some, something. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. I, I, it's more star Wars and that's, Something I'm never going to be like, ah. So, unless they're Rise of Skywalker type movies. But. Um, real quick, before I get to my thoughts, because everyone's talking pod gracers, I'm going to post this in the chat. This is the link to our Padawan podcast where we talked about the pod racer stuff. Um, oh, my God. This guy's just trying to hype up his own stories. So if you want to hear my, my pitch, we pitched our own shows. Um, if you want to hear my pitch... There's uh, my pitch for a pod racer series. Um, but no, look, uh, I think the book of Boba Fett, you know, it was not perfect. It had peaks. It had valleys. Um, I but I think it, it set out to tell a specific story. And I think it told that story as well as it could. And I, I was very happy with a lot of moments in this season. Like Brian said, we saw characters that I don't think we ever expected to see. Black Kersantan and Cad Bane are in live action. Like, um, it's it's pretty incredible what this show is able to do uh, when it comes to Star Wars. We're able to see a lot of pieces of the Star Wars galaxy come together because of this show. Um, and if we are lucky enough to get a season two, you know, you can only go up from here. You, you, I think I agree with both these guys that it needs to be a much more centered story on Boba. Uh, if it's not on Tatooine, then I would love to see him and Fennec maybe jump around the galaxy and do different jobs or help other people and and kind of follow them around and, and see what their next chapter is, because it is called the book of Boba Fett. Um, and it leaves me very excited for the future of Star Wars television, because there's a lot of things that can happen uh, with all of these characters, not just Boba and Fennec and Mando and Grogu, but where do we see Black Santa next? Um, you know, where, where do we see all these other, like, do we see Cad Bane in a, in a show that's a little bit earlier in the timeline? Um, there's a lot of possibilities with these, with these characters. And it's a lot of fun. I would like to see a sequel show, um, season two of it. But um, if that doesn't happen, I'm excited to see them next because their story is definitely not over. It did not. If you leave. had to put hundred dollars down, what would you put? Yes or no for season on a season two? on a season two? Mm-hmm. I think yes. I, think I, so. I don't. It it didn't feel like a conclusion, um, and I think that whatever happens next is going to be a little bit more of a focused story because you don't need to bring the Ahsokas in. You don't need to bring the Mandalorian in, right? You can you can now focus on. Boba and Fennec and what these characters are up to. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also now excited to kind of get to the stuff that is very new and different from what we're getting because the next two shows that we're getting, uh, live action shows anyway, are going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi and Andor. Um, two very, very new we're going back in uh, time. stories. Yeah, we're, we're a completely different time period. They're not connected to the Mandoverse. Um, they're going to be set in their own ways. And uh, it's going to leave for some very, very exciting conversations. We don't have to talk about, you know, connections to other characters in this timeline and, and 
what they're setting up. It's it's going to be about that show and that show only, which I'm very excited about. So can I tell you yeah. one funny thing that I picked up on at the end sure. that yeah. I didn't pick up this whole entire season until literally the post uh, the credits. Yeah, I did not realize that his theme song is going fat. Yeah, me neither. I didn't. Yeah. And then it's literally going bo 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 like. Oh, wow. Some, someone just honked the horn. Uh, yeah, I, I, when it went, I went, is it saying fet the whole time? Like, I, how did I not pick up on this until now? But uh, yeah, that made me laugh. Made me feel very dumb also. No, I agree. I, I agree. It was, it was, it was pretty funny to hear, but it's a cool theme song. It works. It works oh, yeah, for the character no. and, the, and the theme that they have for the character. So, yeah, um, Chuck. All right, everybody. Well, that is uh, going to wrap up the Fandalorian Club for the Book of Boba Fett edition. Uh, we will be back at the moment for Obi-Wan Kenobi on May 25th. The return of Ewan McGregor in Star Wars with Hayden Christensen joining him. Uh, we will be geeking the F out and we will be uh, back in a few months talking everything Star Wars. I'm sure we'll be covering news and Jake, maybe I'm, we'll have to do a little man, uh, Fandalorian from uh, Celebration. We might have to because maybe. we will be there. <laughs> there you um, go. And yeah, so we'll be talking Star Wars on the main show, Apocalypse Now, every Tuesday, 7 o'clock Pacific, right here on the channel. Uh, news. I obviously would love to get Jacob and Keith Sot on the uh, on the series as well because they haven't been able to talk about it at all. Um, so stay tuned for that. Make sure you bookmark that. Hit that bell. So you know when we go live every single time we hit that live button. And of course, subscribe because we uh, you know, would love to support more fun. We are fun, guys. As we may not look like it, but we are fun people. So come join us. Hang out uh, here on Apocalypse Movies. Um, that is Brian. That is Gio. I am Jake. We are the Fandalorian Club. Thank you so much for joining us throughout this entire season. We hope you have a great rest of your week. And we'll catch you guys next Tuesday. Bye, guys.